0: Hello and welcome to the Fortune and Freedom podcast, where Nigel Farage and Nikolai Hubble give you a unique take on what's really going on in the world of finance, investing and politics. We hope you sit back and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to This Week in Review with Nigel Farage. Now, Nigel, the top story in the news for the last two weeks now has been you. I don't know whether you kicked the hornet's nest that is the financial system and the establishment or whether they kicked the hornet's nest that is you and your supporters. But for the people who haven't been following the story very closely and for the people who are not up to date after the last few days, can you take us through what has happened to you?
1: From the top, you cannot exist in the modern world without a bank account. You just can't function. You can't live. I mean, a lot of places now won't even take cash it's all cards um and you've got you know standing orders for utility bills where of course they rip you off blind but hey that's another story um you need a bank account i joined nat west bank in 1980 um i banked with them personally all the way through from 93 until 02 and my last days in the commodities business i did all my business banking through them as well <clears throat> and then um at about 2010 Uh, They said they could no longer provide me with foreign currency accounts. I said, well, that's not much use. I'm being paid in euros. Oh, it's okay. We're part of the RBS group. We'll switch you to coots. Now, coots have now been around for 327 years, uh, known to be pretty exclusive private bankers, bankers to the late queen, bankers to the current king. Um, And so I switched to coots. And that was great because I had different currency accounts and I've built up my business over the last few years through coots, as well. Out of the blue, I I mean, completely out of the blue, there comes a phone call a couple of months ago from a new personal manager who'd never bothered to reach out to me at all, who says, we're closing your accounts, it'll all be explained in writing. Any explanation I ask, it'll all be in my letter. The letter arrives, it just is a summary, both your accounts are closing, Here's the date by which you must find the new bank. So I wrote to the chairman, Mr. Flavel, to say this was absolutely appalling. You know, I had a very large positive cash balance in the account, Uh, no difficulties, no queries. Uh, What the hell was going on? He got a woman to call me. He said, Well, you know, you're quite high profile, and, um, you know, there's a lot of cost of compliance of accounts like this. I said, You mean I'm a politically exposed person? Oh, no, 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 you're just a high-profile individual and you must move elsewhere. Well, this politically exposed person, it's something that was agreed with the G7 donkeys years ago. It's something backed up the OECD, and when the European Union got hold of it, they put bells and whistles on it as well. What is a politically exposed person? It's somebody who could be subject to bribery by foreign governments. The problem with the definition is, it doesn't, just, it doesn't just extend to the individual, it extends to your immediate family as well. Your kids, your relations, your close friends, can you believe, your parents? At ah, no, normally, you know, it means a little bit more checking that the money coming into the account is sound. Anyway, I then went out on the high street, as it were, through a mixture of normal high street banks and private banks to try and find alternative banking arrangements. I've now been refused by nine banks. Nobody will have my account. And I thought, right, this this is it. I've been hearing about people being debanked over the last few years. Um, You get little stories here and there. Uh, The Mail on Sunday is quite good on this, on businesses that have been debanked. But I'm the first really high-profile person it's happened to. And I thought, the hell with it. This needs blowing out of the water. This is compliance gone bonkers. This is an EU directive brought into British law seven years after a referendum that makes no distinction between a domestic PEP and an international PEP. So say I'm an African dictator with a bank account in London, a Russian politician with a bank account in London, and suddenly big seven figure sums start to flow into the bank. You might think, well, actually, you know what? There might be some dodgy things going on here. There could be bribery going on here. There could be money laundering going on here, but no, it applies to British people too. No distinction was drawn in the EU directive. Now this has been argued in the House of Lords, uh, but no real change has happened as yet. It is extraordinary that the granddaughter of the late Lord Nigel Lawson, a former Chancellor of the Exchequer, didn't get a bank account because her grandfather 40 years ago had been Chancellor of the Exchequer and so on and so forth. Now, I know lots of people who've been debanked, businesses, political people, they've always gone quietly for two reasons. One, if you go public on this, it may well affect your credit rating. And number two, they've been busy seeking banking alternatives. It would now appear, and I'm still trying, every day for hours, it would now appear that I cannot get a UK bank account, that I've been debanked, that I cannot live, survive, maybe even stay in the country, just for having the temerity for suggesting we might be better off as an independent country. What has happened to close members of my family enrages me, absolutely enrages me. And so I've gone public and it's blown the lid off, something very, very big indeed. Goots, who I didn't name to begin with at all, hoping to seek resolution, they then decided to brief their friends at the FT and the BBC. You know, I mean, you know, Remainers are us, I suppose, is what you might call it. And they released private information about my financial position which may well be a serious breach, not just of client confidentiality, but of GDPR, onerous GDPR regulations. So I'm fighting this battle, not just for me, I'm fighting it for a law change, and it's all well and good for Jeremy Hunt, the Chancellor, to speak, and I'm very pleased that he did. Not often the Hunts and I are on the same side. And the city minister, uh, Mr. Griffith, has written to the FCA to say, this is crazy. And a big campaign in the popular press saying people should not have bank accounts closed because of their opinions. But rather than just writing to the FCA, I'd say to the government, change the legislation. It is crackers. There's also a story going around that NatWest have closed up to 9,000 business accounts so far this year. And it's everything from pawnbrokers to the local window cleaner. Because the local window cleaner gets twenty quid here, a tenner there, whatever it is. This is actually far broader than me, far bigger than me. This is about moving us as rapidly as possible to a cashless society, and one where the government are now actively working and recruiting people to work on a central bank digital currency. This is communism, and that's why I think. This is a hill that I've got to stand on and fight on. For my own personal situation, I'm looking at the law. I'm talking to lawyers. I'm trying to work out whether it makes sense to go for legal recourse. I'll have to get a bank account somewhere, although there are fintech companies that can give payment solutions. You know, fintech platforms in which you can receive and pay out money, but you know, I can't get a loan. I can't get a debit card. I can't get interest on any money that I have in the account. Coots lied, say you have to have a million quid in the account to have a Coots account. Well, dozens of people have contacted me to say, we've been there 40 years. We've never never had anything like that in the account. But more broadly, it's about people in business. It's about those working in cash. Uh, And it's about a banking system that now says to a vicar who objects to his bank, being covered in gay pride month. All I want is a banking service, not a political lecture and having his account closed down. This is the ultimate form of cancel culture. So I've been fighting them pretty hard over the last couple of weeks. The media, the extent of the media coverage, not just here, but around the world has been totally extraordinary. (laughs) And once again, I find myself taking on the establishment. And it really, Nick, takes us back to why we set this operation up in the first place. Takes us back to why we founded Fortune and Freedom. Takes us back to all of the things that we do. We don't trust the financial establishment because they work hand in glove with the political establishment. We've said from the start, we're deeply sceptical about the pensions industry and and, and the fees they charge and the returns they give, even though we've always said there are some very good IFAs out there. This is another gargantuan battle against the establishment. And in some ways, if the globalists get their way with CBDCs, this is even worse than being a member of the European Union. It's even worse than losing parliamentary sovereignty, because what you will lose is your individual sovereignty. Um, and here we are, right in the front lines of all of this, and what we've got to do over the next few months, is to help people to try to find solutions so they don't get caught in the same trap that I have.
0: I've been reading a book called The Three Body Problem, which is uh, by a Chinese author, and a lot of the book is set during the Cultural Revolution. and And all this is straight out of the book. Uh, it's it's just it's just so disconcerting in a way that really strikes so close to home, especially the fact that it's caught up with you know your family members. But it's it's part of a trend, as you're suggesting, with the CBDCs There, I'd like to add a couple of points that I've noticed that the Canadian trucking protesters and those who donated money to them, uh, we had the political parties, including those inside the UK that were struggling to get a bank account, of course, Boris Johnson's brother-in-law was struggling to exchange currency, I believe it was in Mexico, um, you mentioned the Warren cash and, and the combination of that and CBDCs. We had crypto friendly banks in the US allowed to fail, but clean tech friendly banks were rescued, which was an interesting distinction. We also had your trip to Australia, which has been postponed because the Australian yeah. government used to issue a, a visa. And the list goes on. My question to you is, do you know of anyone from the left or from the climate change movement or Romano who's been cancelled in this way?
1: I can tell you that UKIP county councillors had their accounts closed, that, that UKIP MEPs and, and, and Brexit party MEPs had their accounts closed. I think politically it's all one-sided and that there is no doubt, no question at all. But having said that, um, Lloyd Russell Moyle, Labour MP for Brighton has said he's having serious problems with banking. The point is this, if there are idiots on the left who think it's great Nigel Farage has been closed out. Well, you know what? They may well come for you next. And that's the point. Banking should be a non-political activity in every single way. And this should be a real wake-up call for all of us that believe in freedom, for all of us that believe in liberty, and for all of us that believe in free speech. This is, as I say, I've accidentally found, I I was aware of all of this, but I've accidentally found myself again in the epicentre of what is a, a real existential battle for who we are uh, living in the free Western world. So even, you know, there are one or two on the left now who are beginning to speak up even though they've not been victimized in quite the same way. This is much, much bigger than left or right. Much, much bigger. This is about the individual. This is about freedom. Um, and And, you know, as I say, our job is to help give people the tools so that they can be
0: free. My even deeper cynical side here is, is thinking that your ideological political opponents are trying to keep people like you and and Trump busy doing things that are unnecessarily and, uh, and, and useless and pointless and bureaucratic tasks. I mean, getting a bank account is very necessary, but none of this should have happened in the first place. They're trying to keep you busy, aren't they?
1: They've been doing it since 2014. Yeah. I, I literally had lawyers, when I was leader of UKIP, I had lawyers working for me full-time. Full-time, endless, endless lawsuits of all shapes, descriptions, and forms. Yes, you're right, and they're doing it to Trump, of course, with endless legal cases. And I'm really sorry I won't be in Australia next week because I look forward to it. I was joining Donald Trump Jr.'s tour. 8,000 tickets have been sold for three events, they were growing every day, and his visa, Trump's visa came through right at the last minute. So it's not exactly cancel culture, but it's making life so difficult, it was impossible to get an aeroplane booked for him in the time allowed. The only good news is the tour has not been canceled, it's been postponed, and we will go and do this tour. I'll be his supporting act, which I'm very happy to do, and it will happen. But yeah, you know, whether it's universities, whether it's banks, whether it's advertisers, we're seeing some very, very sinister trends. I mean, you know, this battle, and banking's a part of it. This battle is about the very future and existence of Western civilization.
0: It's whether people can fight back that's at stake as well, which is what the questions that we've had come in from your readers of Fortune and Freedom are yeah. focusing on is what can they do? You've actually named the bank now in this video. Um, they've asked me who should they go and bank with? Um, who who will take up the course. And it it sounds like you haven't found that bank yet. But oh, my also- question is, is is more sort of the idea of go woke go broke is working in some cases. These companies that do these sorts of things uh, and and engage in this cultural warfare, they do end up struggling because there is this silent majority, as you often say. So, what's your advice on this particular issue? And do you think we've got a good chance of of uh, well, go work, go broke, making a, a good stand.
1: Well, Bud Light is is the example, isn't it? The, 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 yeah. the transgender Dylan Mulvaney suddenly advertising Bud Light, and people aren't buying it anymore. It's no longer the biggest selling beer in America. <laughs> They've made a huge mistake. My advice to folk would be: get as many bank accounts as you possibly can. Even though it's an onerous process, get as many accounts as you can, and get some if you can, uh, whether it's in Australia or wherever else it may be. Give yourself as many options for the future as you possibly can, um, and make sure, you know, make sure that you've got some form of digital wallet. Whilst we may rail against CBDCs, all of this I think ultimately is gonna add to the number of people who want to live their lives or part of their lives through various forms of cryptocurrency. It's happening in America in a very, very big way. Uh, Unless government chooses to close down the internet, or to ban it completely, it may be. It may be, if worse comes to worse, the ultimate form of freedom and personal sovereignty.
0: Yeah, that's what Sam Volkering, our, our colleague, and also my dad has been saying about this: is crypto solves this, Bitcoin solves this. Um, that's not really viable yet, though, given sort of the onerous um, obligations the governments put on you in, in other spheres, with, with business banking especially, and taxation issues. Uh, but my last question to you, Nigel, is the one that I think many, many people watching this video will be thinking: is Am I next?
1: listen, you know, it's that famous Martin Niemöller poem about Nazi Germany, you know, first they came for the Jews, I did nothing, then they came for the Catholics, I did nothing, then they came for the gypsies, I did nothing, and then they came for me. Um, You know, I'm not over-egging this, this is absolutely of vital importance and we have to stand up, we have to speak, we have to protect ourselves and give ourselves escape routes. And one thing for certain, if, if, if ever, ever, A reminder was needed that the financial institutions and big global government work hand in glove. It's the way that I've been treated in the last few weeks.